All right, everybody, welcome back for part eight of our Naptime Kitchen Home Reset. This week, we are tackling the living room. So to be honest with you, this was probably the hardest one for me to write. I think it's because our living room just doesn't go through a ton of change. I love it deeply, but I just there's not a ton that I change about it. There are, however, some small changes that I believe we can all make to love our living rooms just a little bit more. It's likely that you've already done some of these, and if so, I'm extremely proud of you, but hopefully there's a few on here that you don't do that could inspire you. All right, we're just going to dive right in like we've done on every episode. I am not trying to waste your time or have you listen to my voice constantly. So step one, I want you to decide on slash change slash wash your couch pillow covers. So maybe this is free for you. All you need to do is wash the covers, or maybe you're like, uh, I really would love to go out and buy some new ones, or you just add them to your birthday list. So pillows really have this unique ability to liven up and cozy a space almost instantly. Maybe you change your seasonally already, or you commit to having like some amazing neutrals that work year-round. But whatever you decide, pillow covers and inserts are really not very expensive. Home Goods has tons of them, and obviously there is things like the Hearth and Hand collection at Target, which are always so beautiful. So something I've learned from um, Michaelin, who is the nester on Instagram, she says you should always choose pillows with a feather insert and a removable cover because the feather insert, you can like fluff it up for years to come. They don't like flatten like a polyfill pillow. And the removable cover means that you can wash them or change them for the season without having to store like an entire bulky pillow. So Very quickly, just kind of assess your pillow situation, and if nothing else, wash your pillow covers. It's a great time of year, and they likely have some little dirt marks from your children, maybe some dog hair, things like that. Okay, step two. This one might be my favorite. Order some recent photos and change out your pictures. So I would say to do this probably three to four times a year, and it's so inexpensive. Photos are classic. You've probably got a zillion of them on your phone, so go ahead and print some. Mpix, M-P-I-X, is a really, really great website and app, and they do a very nice job, but also, like, Amazon Photo exists. So whatever avenue you use, just go ahead, print some photos, frame them. It will automatically just make your space feel up-to-date because you have these new photos of recent things that have happened in your life. It's wonderful. All right, step three, I want you to wash your throw blankets or at least give them a good airing out. So at least in our house, throw blankets get a lot of love. They get dirty hands. They get dirty feet. So it's just giving them a good wash at the beginning of the year or at least the beginning, maybe even more often, like at the beginning of every season if you use the same throw blanket throughout the entire year, just amplifies the fresh feeling in your house. And if you have fussy ones, maybe you're like, okay, once a year I'm going to hand wash this bad boy or get it dry cleaned. But whatever it is, having those cleaned will automatically make your entire space feel cleaner. All right, step four, I want you to commit to a toy clutter solution. So this is specific to the living room. I know we already discussed kids' toys in part six, but chances are you kind of still have a lot that end up migrating to your living room, whether you want them to or not. So I suggest deciding on some sort of solution for storing the toys in a pinch. Maybe you have like a catch-all basket and you're like, okay, kids, every Sunday night, we return all those toys to wherever they came from. Um, Or maybe you have like one or two bins that just always go under the coffee table. But whatever it is, just give some time and thought into what would work best for you so that you're not like constantly picking up the living room or taking 65 trips up the stairs and to the playroom and everything throughout the day to return toys. Just a quick way to get them out of sight and make your space breathe a little bit better when you have lots of little kids and toys. Okay, step five, 
Oh, this is another favorite. Get a fresh candle or a diffuser. Scent is kind of one of the strongest senses that we have, and it can instantly change your mood. So imagine, just imagine walking into someone's house that smells like mildew or garbage, or imagine walking into someone's home and it smells like calming eucalyptus, or maybe they're baking cookies. It's just, it makes such a difference. I burn candles daily during the cold months, and it just kind of signals to my brain that I'm home. I am cozy. I am warm. It is comfortable. Um, And y'all, just to note, Home Goods has really stepped up their candle game. I try and stick to like clean scents that are not too overpowering or too sweet. And really with this, I would also keep in mind that not everybody loves candles. So if you have one that's like especially strong or sweet, maybe you burn it just when you're home and not when you're having like a bunch of people over. And especially if you're cooking because the food you're cooking can be its own powerful, wonderful scent. Um, Or you could do go the essential oil route and diffuse things, which is a great, great option. I really love the Young Living oils, and their Christmas blend is something that I love to diffuse in December. All right, step six. (sighs) I want you to go through your books and get inspired. Uh, I would do this probably maybe like quarterly. So books can really easily be overlooked, and you can accumulate a ton without realizing it because of how easily they're stored. So I want you to take 10 minutes, or maybe this is like an hour, depending on how many books you have, but I just want you to go through your books. And I want you to consider a couple of things. One, bringing books out that you would like to read during this season and putting them somewhere where you're actually going to see them and pick them up. So maybe you move a few, like move the five that look the best onto your coffee table or put like one on your coffee table, one on your bedside table. You're just way more likely to read them if they're in this location. And two, I want you to consider donating any books. Maybe they're books you know you're never going to read or you read and you did not enjoy or you read, but you're just never going to read again, and it's it's not sentimental to you at all. So your area also might have an amazing used bookstore that will give you credit to buy the books, and then you can use that credit to buy a book that you actually might love. So step six is going through your books. All right, step seven. This one's kind of fun, and it's optional because I know everybody. some people love their living room set up, but play around with the furniture layout. So again, this is totally optional, but moving around your furniture can just be a really fun way to change your space at no cost. And if you don't like it, all you have to do is move the furniture back. And in moving them, it at least gives you a great excuse to really vacuum well underneath the couch that hasn't moved in like a year. And maybe you'll find treasures like I normally do. Okay, and just one more. This is kind of a personal note when it comes to living rooms. I know that this space can either provide a lot of joy or really leave you feeling discontent. Like some of you listening are in the house of your dreams. Some of you are renting an apartment. Um, Living rooms can include a lot of purchases that can feel very large and unattainable. Things like couches, TVs, like big, big purchases. This is not like a little toy bin we're talking about. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of feelings can come with the living room. So one suggestion that I have is just thinking through what purpose you want your living room to serve, and then really leaning hard into that. So for us, our living room is also our TV room, and it's also the main family living space besides our kitchen. So for that reason, I knew I wanted it to be really, really cozy and comfortable, but also provide some space for play. So when we first moved in, we got this gray couch. It was not good for the space. I purchased it. It was my fault. But it was not good for the space. And for years, I just played around with the furniture in the room, moving things around, and I was never happy with it. And time and time again, I would complain about the couch. And finally, I had a friend who just also happens to be an interior designer. She was chatting with me, and I was discussing getting, like, larger end tables or moving something else. 
and moving all this small stuff, but still working with that couch. And she was like, Kate, why don't you not move anything or or try and buy new end tables? Why don't you instead just start saving for a better couch? Y'all, it was like a light bulb. I was like, oh my gosh. So for the next few months, we saved and saved and finally ordered a much larger, much deeper, extremely cozy couch. And the room is totally different. I realized I do not need new end tables. We didn't need new lamps. I didn't need any of these things. Instead, I just, instead of fritting away money at all these tiny little changes, we opted to save for one large item that really, really transformed the space. So all that to say, sometimes just naming what you love and don't love about a room can be really helpful in actually making a plan for your space. And then you can start to say, okay, we're going to save, or we're going to keep our eyes peeled on Facebook Marketplace, or we're going to flag a certain website and check it for sales. Just remember that making a room that you love takes time, but half of the fun is in the hunt and finally completing the room in a way that you love and best fits your family. All right, y'all, that's it. I know this episode probably felt a little bit shorter, seven steps, But I think that these really quick changes could help your space. So maybe you're now saving for a new leather chair, or maybe you simply switched out the photos in your frames. Whatever you decided, I just hope it's a space that your family is really going to love for years to come. And guys, get excited. Next week is our last section and what I consider to be the best week of all. It is the Naptime Kitchen Reset of Your Mind. I cannot wait, and I will see you next time. Bye.